Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are so happy to be with you today. Thank you for taking time to tune in and join us for our podcast. We were just always discussing before we press record uh, just how much we enjoy doing this and how thankful we are that we get to be a part of your journey. Thank you for including us in uh, your remarkable journey as remarkable CEOs, wherever you find yourself in the four seasons of your career, we're just so thankful to be a part of that. And I just want to recognize all of you who are tuning in because Dr. Steven, as you know, we have doctors who are not even yet graduates, who are students, who are consuming this podcast. So awesome. I just want to recognize you today because if I only knew what you know now, when I was where you are, wow, what a difference that would have made. So very wise of you. And I just want to recognize all of you who are you know, students who are consuming this. And thank you for being a part of this. And uh, I would encourage you to spread it to your classmates, actually, at this stage in their career. This would be very, very helpful. And, and just also all those of you who are launching into practice and taking time to say, you know what? I'm looking ahead and I'm becoming the CEO of my business. Those of you who are building you know, you are in it and it's head down, bum up, and you're, you're just continuing to refine the, the systems and you're learning the lessons and you're building the, getting that scar tissue from the lessons learned as you continue to grow and build your businesses. And then for those of you who are in scale and you are in this season of really expanding your leadership, going from that laborer to that leader and that major transformation that happens, the identity shift, the behavioral shift, building that muscle. And even though it may not be for many of you. I know some of you are moving towards that remarkable exit. And our goal is to support you in all four seasons. And this applies this content and these conversations. So Dr. Stephen, I'm excited because today's conversation applies to everyone, uh, whether you're going, you're starting out in launch, you're in build and you're with an eye on scale, you're in scale with an eye on exit. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, a concept that both you and I have uh, experienced with ourselves and with many of the doctors we get to work with and creating true durability in your business, what that looks like, especially around building a multi-associate doctor clinic. Dr. Steven, excited to be with you here today. Cool shirt, man. You definitely win the shirt of the, of the, of the year. Check that out. Uh, maybe you got to tell a little story about that for all of our YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, for those of you who are just listening to this and not watching us on YouTube, wink, wink, you can watch us on YouTube now. So, uh, yeah, it's race day, man. So it's race weekend. It's Monica weekend, F1. So I've got my F1 shirt that I picked up. We're, this one is from uh, Miami uh, when I took Sammy uh, last year to the F1 race in Miami. It's Monaco this weekend. So in my opinion, one of the sexiest, one of the most romantic F1 races of the year. Some people think it's boring because there's no passing because uh, it's on th through the narrow streets of Monaco. But I wore this today because of what we're talking about, Dr. Pete. And, you know, when we talk about 
the associate doctor dynamic that creates scalability and durability in our business. It's all about this concept of creating this team with some depth in it, right? So uh, one thing that is definitive in the F1, what makes F1 really unique is there's these teams, right? So you, you have these teams of two, like it's 22 teams with two, with two drivers each. And you have this inherent depth that comes with having two people driving the exact same vehicle, right? So everything else being exactly constant, you have two people that are representing a different band, brand. I've got my Red Bull shirt on. I'm a Verstappen fan. I'm a Red Bull guy. We, we love Checo. We love Verstappen in my household, in my family. Uh, that's our team. And these guys are teammates, but there's a really interesting dynamic between those number one and number two. There's this inherent competition that's like super healthy and pushes without a doubt, put the partners and, and, and teammates push each other harder than anybody else in the track, even though they're working together for this towards the same goal and they're working in a partnership. There's this awesome, constant and inherent competition between them that just brings out the best in both of them, pushes the technology the furthest, pushes the entire team the furthest. Uh, and it's just a, an awesome dynamic that we can learn a lot from and bring into our clinics because we're talking today about creating some depth in your bench on your team in your business if you're scaling your business now or you're thinking about scaling it in the future, um, what we're here to tell you is the multiple associate doctor model is going to bring with it the greatest scalability and the greatest durability, which means the best of, of all worlds, you know, with the peace of mind that comes with this. It's the, the abundance that comes with the productivity that comes from that and ultimately the stability when you have depth on your bench, because if you do lose a key player or there's any level of turnover, you don't see that loss of momentum, Dr. Pete. So you heard the expression before, hey, spend the money you're going to lose. This is a conversation we're going to help you understand. It's like, what are the mechanics of it? What are the, what are the economics of it? Does that make sense? And what is the leadership around running a multi-doctor, multi-associate doctor business? Yeah, Doc, this is such an important conversation. This actually, as... I'm reflecting on my own journey and as I'm navigating this with many of our remarkable CEOs and I'm looking at this and it's it's crystal clear what you just said that you talked about the dynamic of the two on your team, right? So you've got this incredible competitive dynamic, this inherent competition, which actually is really healthy because we push each other and it, this is, there's a partnership where we're you know, all the boats rise, you know, when the tide comes in. So when each one of us shows up, we all lift each other up. And I was, you know, because a lot of doctors who are moving into scale, you may not have the vision. So this is going to be a bit of a vision expansion conversation today, I think, for some of you. Maybe you're thinking, I'm in build and I want to get to this place where I can bring on an associate so that I can, you know, get a little bit more breath, a little more, maybe take a vacation, spend maybe a little bit more time with my family whatever your goals are, maybe just grow in, in your, your practice, take it to the next level and make a bigger impact, make a bigger income. Maybe it's all the above. But, but Dr. Steven, as you said, I think what, what I want everybody to walk away with is the understanding that you know, your vision story is your vision story. And, and what success like, looks like to you is incredibly important. What we're sharing with you is that to truly create not only scalability, but durability, it requires a deeper bench than maybe you might think. And the idea of actually having multiple associate doctors is actually 
easier and better. And it's actually more uh, profitable to do it that way than it is if you were to try to just get to the stage of growth business success where you could would have one associate that it's actually wise to have more. So I'm going to share my little bit of my story. So I had when I exited Dr. Steven, my practice, there was three doctors in the office. And as I look at that now and I can see that for me to be able to gracefully and profitably exit, it was it would not have happened gracefully and profitably had I only had one associate. And that was for multiple reasons. I had a much bigger clinic. We were a much higher volume clinic. We had a bigger team. We had a lot more momentum. There was a lot uh, going on in the business. And it was not a, uh, a one doctor office. It was actually a three doctor office. And with that, it would have been impossible for me to successfully, gracefully and profitably exit had that dynamic not been there of multiple doctors. Now, there was a season where I had three or four associates and I had to find where was my, my number of, of doctor talent where we were actually able to truly be profitable and create that durability and scalability. And that's a different conversation potentially. But the, the, the conversation we're having today we want to make this very practical is how do you create this abundance, create this stability, create the economics that makes sense as a CEO and, and I wanted to share just a little bit of that. So from my story of journeying through, you know, the four seasons of my chiropractic career and recognizing that it was so vital for me in scale to have multiple doctors. And that was actually what created the true durability for me and for us, our whole team as a company. And that created a space and a platform for us to be able to make the impact that we make in our community and made in our community. So Dr. Steven, I want to, I know we're going to get some, some bit of practice here, but that for me is, is coming from a place of conviction and knowing that as you're listening to this, this may be a vision expansion. It may require you to go back to your drawing board a bit. And that's a good thing. We want you to be considering this come from that investor seat, not just the CEO seat, but thinking about it from both dynamics. Uh, man, this is such a rich conversation. I'm like, Wondering what direction to take it in, Doctor Pete, <laughs> because uh, yeah, there's uh, we're both we're dragging a bunch of scar tissue <laughs> into this conversation for sure. I know that you know in my experience, you know we had 39 associate doctors, which you guys have heard me say that before, but I want you to feel that. I want you to recognize it's like that's that's a lot of not turnover. It's a lot of laps around the track, right? So we had a two year apprenticeship program where out of 38 of those doctors, they got to stay a two-year period where we trained them up and everything they needed to know about attraction, conversion, retention, team building, and collections. We taught them how to become leaders. Um, and I had one associate doctor that stayed with me for about a 10-year period, Dr. Jesse Davis, who's just like such a superstar, man, one of the smartest guys I've ever met, one of the biggest hearts and purpose-driven chiropractors. He was just awesome. He was like the definitive caregiver chiropractor who was like, all love, all passion with chiropractic, all on purpose. And, and he knew that he was better off with us than without us. He knew his role in the business. And had it not been for him, we never would have been able to do what we did. He was my right-hand man. And 
the guy made what we did possible. Let me put it that way, right? So he was extraordinary with training up and developing the other doctors and just taking great care of the patients. Uh, and he and I just slammed it out together for about 10 years. And it was just an awesome run, man. I love you, Dr. Jesse, if you're listening right now. I know he listens to the podcast. So just so I appreciate him. Uh, the other 38, <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was, it was every one of them was like buying a business. Hiring an associate doctor is like buying a business. If you think about it this way, guys, right? So if you, if you, if you think about taking a three-year view of a business, right? So if you, every associate doctor that you bring on, if you think about it as a CEO, as a business owner, and you ascend above the business, you start thinking about it as an investor would, it's like buying a business, right? So you take this longer view of the business and you recognize that year one is going to be one experience economically. Year two is going to be a different experience. By year three, it's going to be a totally different picture. Like if you start making decisions in this three-year view, what we recognize is that the economics of this really make a great deal of sense. We'll get into that and the details of that in a second. But really, it was the learning like every single associate doctor that we brought on, we had this very cool stack. Uh, we called it the totem pole. So we'd have three interns that were either students or still in school. They had just freshly newly graduated and they were interested in our program. Uh, and they were competing. The three of them were competing for the next spot on our on, on this pole, so to speak. Right. So um, the, the lowest position on the totem pole was the was what we considered the exam DC or what we called the, the tech DC, right? So they were they were learning how to run the processes and procedures of the business and they were working as an exam DC and we were grooming them to become the junior associate doctor of the junior DC and then the junior DC was being groomed to be the senior DC and the senior DC was being groomed to be launched out into the world, right? So it was like this beautiful cyclical system and it was almost like a military stack where there was a lot of accountability and responsibility of developing each other but it created this wonderful culture, Dr. Pete, where we were all on purpose, we were all on mission, and everybody was developing one another and holding each other accountable, right? So it wasn't all on my back. It wasn't all on my shoulders. And it just gave me the opportunity to design something where we were just generating awesome chiropractors while we were generating and producing an awesome chiropractic environment and a great practice and a great business because the business made sense in this as well. Like, so I want to make sure that you're hearing both sides of what I'm trying to convey here is there was a practical side uh, of the business model itself from a practical perspective and operationally, how did it manifest, but also financially, it had to make sense as well. Those are the two sides of the coin here that you've got to get these right. And I think this is a great place to take this conversation because ultimately what we created was a win-win-win. It was a win for us as an owner. It was a win for the associate doctors because they had this opportunity to do their best work, learn how to become great DCs, make good money, right? And then it was a win for chiropractic because we were just generating these awesome chiros. So Dr. Pete, that's what we always want in the remarkable practice. We want that win-win-win environment. And this conversation is, is, is quite simply the bedrock of creating the remarkable practice. So I love, I love all the things you discuss. And so where I want to go next, and I think makes sense is to go into the different types of, you know, doctors that are, that are going to be working in side of your practice. So we have a framework where we look at it from on one side of the spectrum called the far right, you have what's say a caregiver DC and you reference that when you talk about Doc Jesse. So you have a caregiver DC who's hardwired as a doctor to be a doctor. 
that's what they are. I have a brother who's a, a doctor and a different type of doctor, but he is a incredible caregiving doctor, right? He's a doctor and he's there taking care of the, the people serving and just making a huge impact, making great income, being a great doctor. Then you have your, on the far left hand side, you have your entrepreneurial chiropractors, which Dr. Steven, you have all the percentages on what the general research says right now where we're at in the, in the, in the profession as of today, uh, it's a much smaller group. Uh, that's going to be more entrepreneurial, like less than 10% probably. And, and, and the majority are actually going to be in the caregiver is going to be the majority. And then you've got this other group that is between a caregiver hardwiring and the entrepreneur hardwiring, and they're called a business builder. And what they do is they are incredible caregivers and they also have a a, 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 the talent to actually really grow the business. They have a need actually to do that. And what our role is, is to identify first, is to start with who is the right person for this business model. You talked about the model operationally and the model financially. And both of those questions come through the lens of the actual person, the human being, that you're going to get the right person in the right role. So you have to identify that it starts with understanding that there are right people for the role and identifying that there are caregiving DCs who are more hardwired that way. It's how they're made. It's how, you know, each one of us is uniquely made and it's perfect. Geniuses is all that God makes. And so in the genius, in their zone of genius, a place within the operation where there is a system, there is operation that's designed to support that caregiver, and there's a financial plan associated with them for their goals and the goals of the company that are aligned. Then you have the business builder, DC, who also, there's the operation that is designed and structured and organized around being able to support a business builder, DC, and the financial structure set up so that the, there's a win for the doctor, a win for the business. And when that dynamic is right, then you have winning, right? Then you win. That's that third win. So everybody wins then, right? But but so you've got to get those two things right. So Dr. Steven, I just wanted I wanted to start with the who, because yeah, it's very important you get the right person in the right role, doing the right work the right way when you think it through that lens. And that's where the operational and the financial foundation, those constructs that can come in. And the economics, we get the economics of it right. It's an important frame that people understand that. And when you do, like you described it perfectly, there's a continuum. Those caregivers, you know, that there's a that's about 75% of chiropractors. Those are people that, you know, they're hardwired to be doctors. They love to take care of patients. They want to do consultations, exams. They love to deliver the chiropractic care and the adjusting and they're into their technique. And this is like, that caregiver is a hardcore doctor, and that's what they got into chiropractic for. Um, but they're frankly, they're just not hardwired to be entrepreneurial and start a business, right? Because they have a they have a, a, a risk aversion, right? So this is something that that stresses them. It's like, oh man, the idea of like taking on all that risk and having to make it rain and hire people and fire people is like like they're just not you know naturally hardwired and energized to take on all of that risk, right? So that's part of their cognitive profile. Whereas conversely, the entrepreneurs, 
no matter what they did in the world, they would be starting businesses because that risk actually energizes them. They've got huge risk tolerance and they know, like, listen, I know how to make things from vapor and I'm happy to take on that risk. In fact, it excites me, right? So no matter what I did in the world, I would be starting businesses. By the grace of God, we actually found chiropractic. It was like, oh man, I can be in the business of saving lives. And so it's not that they don't love taking care of patients and delivering chiropractic care. They just have that unique element where it's like, no, I like the risk and the energy that's associated with most people consider wicked stress. They're like, oh yeah, no, I love that, right? So that's that far left-hand side of the bell curve. And that business builder is that unique person in the middle. And this is more, they're not, they, they don't have that same risk tolerance. They don't have that high dominance where they have to be in charge and running the business. They are extroverted and they're energized by interacting and they love to do marketing, right? So it's usually, this person is usually somebody who's like, you know, just put me in front of a group of people, just put me in a room and I'll network. Just like that. They're usually a person that has more um, energy and they're more energized by the marketing side of things. So they can actually be building the business through attraction and conversion. Whereas the caregivers, they're typically building the business through retention. Now they should be able to convert as well. And that's how we've designed the remarkable practice system is they're empathetic converters versus persuasion and persuasive and influential converters like the business builder and the, uh, and the entrepreneurial chiropractor, right? So the caregivers following the TRP system, you know, they do so well because it's set up for the empathetic connection and that's how we convert. So, you know, all of that being said, who should you hire? Well, it depends on what kind of environment you want and what your environment calls for. Because remember, we're building a business, which means we're building a team, right? So, you know, I knew for myself personally, and I'm going to speak for both of us, Dr. B, because you and I are so similar, like we are hardcore entrepreneurs, right? So on that far left-hand side of the bell curve, and I knew I wanted to have a long-standing relationship with a caregiver who I knew could be in the office, who could help us serve all the patients. Like I love to adjust. I love to take care of patients. I got a big engine. I love to see hundreds of people a day. Right. And I wanted somebody else who I knew was there for the long term, who they loved seeing that kind of volume and delivering excellent care and could put in a long day of caring for those people and could help me with the associates in the middle. In the middle, I would take on a lot of the business builder type and even some entrepreneurial type because I knew that they were only staying for a fixed period of time, a year to two years, so they weren't a flight risk to the practice, right? So I could, I could have, I could tolerate bringing on that kind of risk for for a flight risk because we had an agreement that you know you were going to stay with us and we were going to be developing you, and then you're going to be launching out in the field and doing your own thing, right? So I, by design, right, like our model itself allowed for us to attract a lot of business builders and also take on some entrepreneurs because I wasn't expecting them to stay forever. So Dr. B, you can hear the complexity of what I'm describing, but that's the thing that we have to take into account when we're talking about creating this multi-doctor model is like, what are you trying to accomplish? That was my model and I knew that that's what I was trying to accomplish. But for some of you, you might be saying, oh man, the idea of a doctor leaving, man, that's what I'm allergic to. It's like, okay, so be super clear those caregiver doctors, as long as you create an environment where they know they're going to be better off with you than without you, they'll never leave you, right? So if you create that environment where it's a win-win-win, they're looking for that type of environment to be just be awesome chiropractors, right? So that's your opportunity. And I'll say your responsibility as a leader is that you create the environment where those caregivers can deliver excellent work and really thrive. And that means thrive professionally and financially in your environment. And man, when you do the math on this, Dr. Pete, it really makes sense. Now, if you get 
you know, if you have a business builder that comes into that environment, you've got to just make sure that your job description and how to utilizing that person and using their strengths and putting them out into the environment where they can actually do some marketing and generate new patients and help build the practice that way. That's fantastic. Remember, they're not the entrepreneur, so they're not super dominant. They don't have to be in charge. They don't have that same risk tolerance. So you can keep that business builder forever as well. You just got to make sure that you set up the compensation plan where they recognize, hey, the better I do, the better I do. So in summary, Doc, as we as we wrap today, you know, there's so much more, like you said, we could we could get into. We're just scratching a little bit of an itch here, and hopefully it stimulates you in a in a positive way. Is that, you know, speaking to you as a CEO, this is the remarkable CEO podcast for chiropractors, is that as you are processing this, what we're teaching right now, I really encourage you in this conversation to lean into what we're advising in some way that building a deep bench is actually true how you create durability and there's a there's a there's a big gap between scalability and durability and we as your colleagues knowing that we're in the business of saving lives know that for us to truly make the impact to restore the health of humanity for you to truly become the ceo you've got to not only create scalability by building a deep bench but build durability and that is the business that ultimately that people one day will compete, compete to buy because that is the business that truly is remarkable, Dr. Steven. Yeah, I want to give a few just like tactical things because I know we conceptually have laid some things out there and I, I, I never want to just create more questions than answers. So, you know, so takeaway from this is the reality is, is if you're truly trying to establish durability, which means that you can your business can, can deliver value even in your absence, right? So you've got to have depth in your bench, which means you've got to have at least one chiropractor, right? So one other chiropractor, right? So, but that's table stakes, right? That's the beginning of the game. And with that, you'll gain scalability and durability, but you'll also, but you'll be surrendering a lot of peace of mind because you'll be beholden to that one doctor. So if anything ever went sideways, guess what? You just lost your business and you're back into having a job again, right? So that's why we're advocating to have at least two associate doctors. Now, for some of you, you're like, oh my gosh, two associates, you know, I can't, I'm trying to get my head around having one, you know, so whether you're thinking developing them or paying them, you're trying to get your head around it. Developing them, I'll tell you what, when you're hiring, it's a lot easier to hire two than there is hire one. Okay, so when you're hiring two, onboarding them together and training and equipping them together is much more efficient. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're 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 going to be competing with one another. It's going to accelerate that whole process for you. So when you have that dynamic set up and that healthy competition keeps going, it's going to drive their growth even faster. Right. So uh, at the end of the day, when you are interviewing, there's a chance uh, chances are when you're getting it down to two or three or four strong candidates, a players that that are, are the avatars you're looking for. You know, you can hire two of them. And if one of them doesn't work out, you can replace that person, right? So now you have some depth immediately with your hiring. The As far as the financial picture of this goes, obviously, there's, you know, there's some assumptions here that you're going to be able to support another mouth to feed or two more mouths to feed, so to speak. And that's the ability to market and generate new patients, right? So that probably, you know, we're, we're about to do a, um, a podcast episode on creating real leverage. And that's something that we'll talk around. We'll talk about that when it comes to marketing, but let's just make that assumption is that you recognize that you're going to have to up your, 
marketing game, your, your marketing plan, your marketing budget, et cetera, right? To be able to generate the new patients to support that in the business. But the money, the finances are going to make sense for you. If you take that three-year view of like buying a business, you look at it as like, I've got to build these guys up. You want to build a model where, you know, make sure it's not, you know, you're not, you're not building a business or a model where you're going to require an associate doctor to see 275 or 325 or 400 patients a week for it to make sense for you. Just that that's a, number one, that's usually a fantasy. Number two, that that person's most likely going to be a flight risk if you, if you can get them there. Number three, they're not out there looking for that job anyway, if somebody has the capacity to do that typically. But what you can do is you can have two or three associate doctors that are seeing 150 a week, right? So that you have the capacity to do, right? So I would much rather have the the uh, business where I knew I needed two doctors seeing 150 a week than have one doctor who had who associated who had to see 300 a week, right? So the exposure is much much different there, right? So on the math, and this is a rule of thumb, guys. It's a heuristic. It's just a framework, but just for pen, you know back of the napkin, you know pencil math here. You know if you have a doctor that's seeing 150 a week. And you have a $50 collection visit average, for example, right? So you're talking about $375,000 in revenue right there, right? So, and if you do the rule of thirds, which is just a rule of thumb, okay? Rule of thirds is a third goes to the associate, a third goes to other related overheads, and then a third is profit to the business. You know, that puts $123,750 in your pocket, right? So on 150 adjustments at a $50 collection visit average, right? So roughly $125,000 of profit. That, that, that model works. Your question should be, how do I get two more of those, right? Because guess what? If, you, if you're able to reproduce that over a three-year period, now you have three associates and they're all seeing 150 a week at a $50 collection visit average. Rule of thirds puts $375,000 of profit in your pocket. Okay, so just know that this is a very profitable model. You bump that up to $75 collection visit average. Now, you, now you're talking about $562,000 worth of revenues. Rule of thirds on that is that's going to get you $185,000 of profit per associate doctor, right? So guys, do the math on this. Okay, so you want to turn your mission into a math problem. Okay, so for my on-purpose pur- on chiropractors out there, you got to listen to this. Like we have a proven system. It's just totally reproducible. And the multi, multi-millionaire and multi, multi-million dollar businesses and practices you see around them, what they've done is they've taken their purpose and they've taken their mission and they've turned it into a math problem. Okay. So at the end of the day, the math makes sense. This is a sexy business model. Okay. And I always say that if you knew how profitable your business was, you'd triple it. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEOs. So I am here today in the studio with a friend of mine, and he has become a closer friend over the past couple of years. We've had the opportunity to know each other and get to share life together and work together and work with uh, doctors together. And you're going to hear from a man who has a real heart for chiropractic, for chiropractors, and for helping us reach more people in a more remarkable way. It's not often we have attorneys on the podcast. So this is a rare thing to have an attorney with me here uh, in the studio and interviewing him. And so uh, one of our platinum success partners for the last few years is Keith Pendleton, 
with Cash PI. And um, I've learned so much from him uh, over the years. And we, as an organization, the Remarkable Practice have. And so we're honored to have him as one of our Remarkable Success Partners, specifically helping us navigate in the arena of personal injury and health and wellness in a, in a principled subluxation-based chiropractic model. Um, and this guy is uh, just absolutely nailing it on every side. So Keith, it's been an honor for me to collaborate with you on different projects just in the last you know 18 months. And I'm really excited for what we're going to be doing in this year in 2023. We're obviously uh, here. It's the beginning of 2023. And I want our audience to get to know you a little bit. You've been on this podcast before, and I'd like you to just remind them who you are, where you're coming from, what you're up to. And then I think you and I are going to have a pretty cool conversation here today. You bet. Well, you know, last, just starting back uh, last October, I did a podcast with Dr. Steven and and we really just zeroed in business, PI, boom, and and just nailed it on the business. And I really would like to step back from that now and just come at it from a completely different angle, maybe even on a completely different level. And uh, let's start just first of all with the concept of cash PI. Um, I don't just do PI. Much more importantly, it's about weaving PI into a family-friendly environment in such a way that it synergizes and doesn't detract. That is so key. And, and it's, it's so important that it took years of discipline, research, development, testing, and creating a firewall between the what I like to refer to as the dark side of PI and ensuring that it doesn't detract from that family-friendly environment and the environment of these uh, uh, patients with successful practices, these burgeoning practices that may be up at several hundred, maybe even thousand or more patient visits a week, right? Where where you're really into the clientele, the customer, the patients who are there to get better, who are there to heal, who are there to become extraordinarily healthy, and all the benefits that go along with that. So how do we, you're treating personal injury patients, your patients get into an automobile accident. If all you did was just better serve them and, and be able to deal with the realities of personal injury. And, and that's what your fo- main focus was, you know, congratulations. I think that's very noble. And then if you find that you can systematize it, which is not that hard to do, systematize it and be able to put down parameters so that the, the pressures or the challenges or the stresses of personal injury don't stress you out. That's the key thing is that it becomes delightful. And I want to actually go back then after, you know, in October, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in um, the follow-up in February, early February, there was an immersion, uh, TRP immersion down in Dallas. I had the opportunity to speak down there for 10 minutes on a topic which is near and dear to me. And that is for your chiropractors to be super proud. I mean, this is a really significant thing is that you'd be super proud of what you do, what you get to do every day. And I put a trifecta up on the screen of this. And I start at the very tippy top. I love to stop. I like to work things top down. And the thing that really resonates with me, one of the things that really resonates with me about the chiropractic profession is one of the early sayings that's written into the DNA and the very fabric of, of chiropractic, the power that made the body heals the body, heals the body. And that is an extraordinarily remarkable thing. And, I, you know, Dr. Pete, I'm guessing that when you hear that, just like me, you know, I think of the Lord. I think of, uh, and and how can you not? I mean, how can anybody read 
uh, sentence like that and not think about the divine, right? So how many professions, as I asked that large group, how many professions are there out there that have the divine written on the DNA of the very fabric of their, their existence? How many other than church, right? How many? And this is yeah. this amazing, amazing thing. And so the other parts of the trifecta I dealt with is the hands. I mean, you get to work with your hands and think of the connotation of the hands. Um, whatever you consider to be the Lord's word, I'm guessing that the hands are going to predominate in that text because of the power of the, the connotation of hands, you know, with healing, with tenderness, with power, right? You get a profession that has the divine written into the DNA, use of the hands, and then a big one in the Pendleton family is freedom of thought. We are big into that. Uh, I have five boys, and I can tell you, <laughs> I don't have a choice but them to have freedom of thought. You know, they're just, they're uncontrollable, right? They're just, they're high energy, and it's just, uh, imagine what our Christmases are like at, every year. But one of the things I love about the chiropractic profession is that, look, think about just early, just a couple of years ago with COVID, right? This whole thing about the immune system, and that's one of the things that gets me really excited about chiropractic is the nexus between chiropractic on the one hand or the spinal adjustment on the one hand and the immune system on the other. Well, that's me. I get really excited about the nexus between those two. But you think about how the immune system, think of how that was dealt with, treated, or uh, ignored during this thing called the COVID crisis, right? So the people, if you look out, Dr. Pete, if you research on the internet or hear about any that there were practices that were that came under the gun of cancel culture because of their stance on the immune system. So now all of a sudden, guys, you're on the front lines of not just the immune system and COVID and cancel culture, you're on the front lines of freedom of thought. Okay. And so now you're my new best friend, right? This is, this is so, you should be excited if, if these are just three of the reasons why every day that you get to go in and practice, that you should be super proud and excited and take this opportunity and seize it. And I'm going to introduce a new word into the, into the equation. And if you don't mind, I'd like to zero in on this just a little bit closer. I have one other slide here. This is a slide I shared in the immersion. While you're doing that, you know, one of the things that came to my mind as you were talking, well, number one is if you want to listen to a deeper dive into the business side specifically, uh, Keith did a uh, podcast segment with us back in the fourth quarter of 2022. So go ahead and listen to that podcast episode and you can you can learn more uh, from Keith on that. But the second thing is that, you know, when you said I'm super proud, I, I heard in my mind from a lot of doctors, I'm super stressed. Yeah. And you know, how do you go from being super proud or from super stressed to being super proud? Number one is it's an identity shift. You have to recognize that it's all about your perspective. It's all about perspective. So when you put up on that slide, you put up a perspective. You said, you know, the power that made the body heals the body. That's that's perspective. You also put next to word the word hands, you put power, right? So we have power. There's power in the hands, right? And you have the, the ability to heal. Uh, that's That's true healing, getting to the root cause, addressing the root cause giving people the the truth, telling the truth, giving them the understanding that their body is designed to heal, intelligently designed to heal. And that that is the, the principles with which we we stand on. Those are bedrock, the 33 principles of chiropractic. This is a quote, but the, the reality is, is that we stand on the on those 
on those truths, on those principles withstand the test of time. And again, like you said, we we've went through a, a time even in the wor whole world over the last three years where we've really been tested and challenged as a culture, even chiropractic. And you know what has proven to be true more now than ever before? The truth that which we were built upon 125 years ago is now more true today than ever before. And so it only has proven to become even more true. So the relevancy of chiropractic and for the chiropractor and chiropractic in our on our planet is only increased over time. And so the reality is, is you know, if you're feeling super stressed and maybe you're stressed about PI, I know for me, I steered clear of it. I got PI from my patients who are already patients. They already got it. They already bought in a Cairo. They got an accident and we put them, we stopped that, you know, we closed that file, started a new file, you know, did an auto case. And then we got them back on their previous plan, right? And it was, that's what we did. We weren't really attracting. Why? Because this stressed me out. It was super stressful. But what Keith's talking about is there's a better way. And, and you've merged so many beautiful things. So I know that we're going to be talking about a key word here, something that you're really leaning into right now, which I believe you want us as doctors to really embrace. So I'm going to let you run with it. But I just needed to chime in on that because I know for many docs, you know, there can be a lot of stress in this area, in the arena here, uh, but there needs to be a lot. We need to be proud of what we're doing and what we've done. Super proud, be super proud. And that is the water from which you can fight stress. Look, you know, we all want to do better financially. Everybody, we all want to do better financially. But I'm telling you right now that side by side with that, you know, go to TRP, go to these classes, learn how to, to run the business. There's there's no organization better at helping you learn how to run the business and, and become financially and, and uh, economically and entrepreneurially successful. But everybody's got a right to delight in what they're doing at the time. Don't let the fight that stress off. Take time to not just be present, to have present time consciousness with, with your client, but to actually take delight in it and remember the roots of what you're doing. I mean, how many times, have, have you ever heard, Dr. Pete, have you ever heard anybody say, thank you for being a chiropractor. It helps my kids have better freedom of thought. They can fight off the cancel culture. Because of what you do, the energy of what you put into your profession is helping my kids in the universe grow up and be able to shrug off the yoke of things like cancel culture. And as a parent, that, I, I mean, that endears me, that endears me tremendously to what you do, okay? And so remember, and I speak, I'm a second generation chiropractic patient. My kids are third generation chiropractic patients. There's never any talk about whether chiropractors are real doctors. We look at our chiropractor as our primary care physician, and we don't care what state law says. <laughs> you see, that's because, and why? Because our chiropractor cares so much about our health. That care is the first line. That's the first, that's the springboard of health is care. And, and you, the, the chiropractor that we go to cares for our health. Okay. And that's, that's like 99% of it. Okay. And so you really do have a right to be super proud. Uh, and the trifecta that I want to draw your attention to here, as we look closer at this is not just the power that made the body. I hear a lot about the word energy and I love that. Okay. Pendleton family is an energy family, but let's have, make sure that the marriage of those two 
If there isn't a delight in what you're doing, we need to go back and check why we're doing what we're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And really, really go back to the roots of it and be proud. Now, can I make, can I make PI super profitable for you? Sure I can. Right. But is that where I get my real delight? Yeah. Do I like providing that kind of fuel and oxygen to a practice? You bet. But what I love more, even more than that, way more than that, is doing it with delight. It's a great opportunity to take a stressful area and de-stress it, get rid of that stress, make it super successful, turn something bad into something really great. And why? Because it just shows you if you could make the dark side, if you can de-stress the dark side, you can de-stress anything. Wow. I'll tell you what, Keith, just listening to you today, it's just you reminding Kairos how we need to be about what we do. I love what you do. And the fact that from an, a, you're an attorney helping doctors with their cash PI really helps solve and crack the nut that so many struggle with on doing this in a more remarkable way. You're making this part of the business remarkable, uh, where oftentimes it, it was the, the opposite of that. And, and not only that, but doing it with delight. So my challenge to you as you're listening is how many of you are, are finding delight in the work that you're doing? And if you're not finding delight in what you're doing anymore, it, it's caused, call time out. You need to go back and find out why are, we, why are we doing what I'm doing? Don't try to fix your lack of delight by trying to have hire Keith to bring him in to just help you do PI is what he's trying to say. He's saying, listen, you got to find delight and be proud of what you do. And then we add in, we can add in the cash PI and we take it to another level. Don't don't hire, you know, you can hire Keith to be your, you know, your, you know, a, he's a guru in this area. Obviously, he's an expert in what he's doing. He's helping a lot of doctors help a lot more people make a lot more money. But don't be thinking, okay, you know, I'm gonna go and make more money doing PI and then all of a sudden I'm gonna have delight in my life. No, you're oh. saying, you're saying you gotta find the areas of delight in your purpose and your why. And then man, just the cash PI, that's just icing on the cake. But you know, you've got, we've got to get back in touch. I think that's a really powerful message to our CEOs today. Anybody who's listening and tuning in here today is that it's really important that we check our, our delight meter. Where are you at in taking delight in finding delight in who you are being and in, in your work, the work that you've been called to do and that you've been chosen to do at this time in history? Um, where's your, where's your measure of delight right now? And I'm just saying, I'm going to challenge all of us, including myself to say, you know what, am I really taking delight in what I'm doing? You know, am I really finding joy and delight in uh, the work that I get to do? And if not, go back to your why and your purpose and figure out, okay, what's going on uh, with me and uh, and make the necessary adjustments there. Uh, it's so good, Keith. Well, and it's been transformative on the very process. I uh, really, what I do is I reconstitute. I love to help people, doctors reconstitute the way they approach insurance across the board, not just in PI, but the way they approach insurance across the board and reconstitute. And I'll give you an example, just to to give you an example here. So we've developed the best medical packet in the arena of personal injury. And I can tell you, your soap notes, they're way back at the caboose (laughs) of that train. That freight train puts up the science of chiropractic, the science of the adjustments, and 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 puts that puts that up in the front engine of the train. Okay. And I can tell you when you combine some resources like that and just build it in and ship it off to the payers, who wants to review that? No one wants to review it. Who wants to review the science of what you do? No one. Right. And yet the power is in the science of what you do. So it's 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 
you can take the things that are at the very heart of the success of what you do. You have seen success in what you do as a healthcare provider, the treatment success in what you do. Let's put that back up in the front of the engine. Let's give that the limelight. Let's put that on center stage in our best medical packets. Not these daily soap notes, which I have to compromise putting daily soap notes into the uh, practice. No one reads them. <laughs> okay, it's it's the genius of your your initial exam and your care. Okay, so that's what we highlight in the best medical pack. So that's just an example. This is a transformative thing. It's not about just okay. I'm gonna delight in it. Take the things, the very things that are at the core of chiropractic, and make that your center. Okay, and not just present with your patients, but actually delighting in their healing. That's good. Awesome. Keith, thanks so much for taking the time to be with me here today on our podcast. Uh, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you to learn more? Well, best way, I got my email right there. Uh, actually, that's my website, keithpendletonjd.com and my mobile phone number. Best way to reach me. All right, guys. So if you're not seeing this and you're just hearing, it's keithpendletonjd.com. That's the website, Keith pendletonjd.com and then uh you can also call keith at 715-245-9735 you can find out more about keith and what he's doing as well if you go to the trp website and look at our success partners we've got a page there uh for cash pi and keith pendleton keith thanks so much for joining me today on our podcast thanks for being a part of the remarkable practice and the remarkable ceo podcast we're grateful for partners like you to help us successfully help more people and for all of you who are listening Thanks for tuning in. Remember to tune in next week for the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, God bless you all and have a remarkable week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.